0: you guys not fill out the outline?
1: I don't have anything to put in it, aside from
0: You haven't even been playing anything? Nothing new. Oh, shit. Okay. Can you guys hear me fine? Mm Mm-hmm. we'll go in three two one hello everyone welcome 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 you are listening to hunting pixels the one and only official video game podcast of culture we have quite a show for you today uh it is uh the end of the first quarter of 2023 um, so you know what that means. We are going to be taking a look at our first quarter. We're going to be taking a look at, you know, what our games of the year is so far. Um, kind of what we're excited for, uh, where we're standing at the challenge, you know. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm also going to give a, an update on um, our uh, community stuff. And, uh, yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good show. Um, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Beboppington man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan, environmentally productive Martin, and Austin, product of his environment Stephens. <sighs>
2: <sighs> I don't know what that says about me, but...
0: Uh, well, it's everything. Yeah, it says that you're a product of your environment, really. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it says.
1: It's not your fault you're the way that's that you th- are.
2: That's true.
0: It's not. But it definitely is Dylan's fault that he is the way that he is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. Especially now that I'm fucking eating. I've been so goddamn hungry today. Oh yeah. <laughs> How hungry were you? <laughs> Extremely, like nauseatingly oh, really? hungry. Okay. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at five o'clock this morning, and that was it until just now.
0: Oh.
2: No, nice. fuck. Not even peanut butter and jelly because I couldn't find my fucking jelly. It's in the fridge somewhere, but I don't know where that bitch is. So I just put two different kinds of peanut butter on there and was like, "Fuck it, that's close enough."
1: The amount of poor things that you say (laughs) on this podcast. How was that poor? You just. You made peanut butter and peanut butter? Yeah, it was
2: (laughs) creamy peanut butter and crunchy peanut butter. Two (laughs) Mm. different textures. Mm. Couldn't you have just put crunchy peanut butter? I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it would have been the exact same, but.
1: uh, (sighs) I couldn't find
2: the jelly and I needed a little bit more sustenance. That's okay. Next
1: time, just put, like, sugar on it or salt. Or no, I'll put better.
2: honey on it. Honey there and you peanut go. butter sandwiches go hard.
0: Yeah. make shit pretty good. They sure do.
2: How are you, Dylan? I don't know why I yelled at uh, you aggressively. Well fed.
0: I know why you did, because he was mean to you again.
2: He probably was. Dylan's always He's mean always to me mean in some mean. form or fashion. He likes to gaslight me that he actually, like, you know, enjoys my company. And then he's mean to me.
0: It's true. I'm well fed, so I'm
2: doing it must good. Must be nice.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, um, cool. So, uh, I watched a little movie this week. Yeah? Called Fall. Yeah. Netflix original. Um, it is, uh, directed by Charlie McDowell, which is the director of the one I love that I, th- I'm relatively positive I've talked about on this, uh, on the show before. Um, and it was a collaboration with him, um, and Andrew Kevin Walker, who was the screenwriter for seven, uh, among other things, namely, uh, Sleepy Hollow. And what's the other one that I know him from? Um da, 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 da. oh eight millimeter. That that would be the one. So um but yeah, so um it's a collaboration between the those two, uh starring Jesse Plemons and um Lily Collins and Jason Siegel. It's a very small cast. I think in total, I think there are four people that you see on screen. Um and basically uh it's about a um Burglar who comes into the home of, or some sort of, like, vacation home of this wealthy guy and, um, his wife. And they kind of catch him, and he has to hold them hostage. And, uh, kind of, like, you know, try to get out. Um, and I really, really like this movie. Uh, it... I think is a little bit heavy handed with its themes uh, in in terms of what it's uh, like how it's written, but it is constructed well enough uh, to kind of make up for it where like it's, it's very much in the style of like 19, I'd say probably 50s like thrillers. Um, and it's all set in one location. It's like, like I said, a handful of, um, of, uh, what is the actors? That's the word that I'm looking for. Um, and like it how do do I want to put this? It knows what it is. It knows what it's trying to do and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, And it has, like, these really, really beautiful, like, long, static shots that just don't, they don't break. Like, the very beginning of the movie uh, is just this one shot that's staring at the house. And it's just, it's just there. Nothing's moving. The credits are rolling over it. Nothing is happening. But, like, it's really engaging. And it kind of almost feels like a, almost like a Hitchcock style like thriller. Um, it has lots of moments of levity, and there are some really, really like intense sequences. Uh, but it never dips too far into the to the melodrama. Well, uh, that's not entirely true. I think towards the end it starts to it starts to get there, but. Um, it's very tight. It's very smartly constructed. And I really think that the performances kind of like sell it way better than like a trailer or the director who I really, I really enjoy his stuff. But like the performances here sell the movie before like anything else. Like Lily Collins is fucking incredible. And Jesse Plemons, I mean, he's always fucking reliable. He's always very, very good. And, and, uh, Jason Segel is in a role that I, j- you never really see him do, and it's really fucking. He's really good in it. Um, I'd like to see him do more stuff like this. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's short. It's only ninety minutes long. Uh, there's really not a whole lot of like fat on it. It just it's a lean mean ninety minute watch, and it feels really really fucking wonderful uh I don't know the The last act of this movie is fucking it's really good it's really good um but yeah so um good stuff you should probably uh give it a shot I don't know I thought it was pretty great hell yeah
2: cool
1: Austin your food looks it's delicious so
2: good so good what what is uh, it? It's a steak bowl. like steak and rice and guac and jalapenos. Uh, oh my jalapenos. god!
1: Is that what I hear in the background? <laughs> sounds like what? Uh, <laughs> uh, mac and cheese? Mm. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: It sounds fucking delicious. It looks delicious. Very good. God, dude. Uh, Where did you go from?
2: In Buford. Bravo's. I love Bravo's.
1: don't even. Not that we live there,
2: but that sounds yeah. great. Not that I live across the street. Stop. What I the don't fuck? Care.
1: That's the biggest... We're going to make it so big one day, and...
0: And when we do, he will not be living there any longer, so it exactly.
1: won't matter that he yes. said it.
2: Oh, That's
1: what... Well, by the time we make it big,
0: he'll already be dead. <laughs> the third on. That's them. true. Yeah, I'll probably
2: have yeah. lost myself by then.
0: Oh, oh, well, I just thought that you would die from Uh-oh. eating terrible things. Oh, sure. And, and washing you know, it down with milk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure, yep, sure. Uh... God damn. Good food. Good. good food. Good food. Um, have Well, Dylan, you and I both watched something. Austin, have you done anything in the past week? No. That sounds about right.
2: I'm so... He's been working hard. I'm so behind on everything It's unreal. Like, all True. the mangas I've been reading, all the animes that have been coming out that are like currently airing that I've been watching, I'm so fucking behind on everything.
0: Mm. did you did you watch that um that video i sent in our text channel which one uh i'm pretty sure i only sent the one but it was like um why you should watch jojo's uh stone ocean
2: no i didn't i really thought that was him that sent that
0: no i i sent that yeah i sent that because i was like ooh, austin he'll fucking his wiener will get hard for this
2: when did you when did you send that uh oh okay I
0: see a it ago. yeah oh, okay so' I'll, I'll go watch that cool all right uh cool well uh Dylan we both watched Wrestlemania um I'm i i'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this because I've been keeping up with with wrestling a lot more presumably than you have over the last couple of years. Um, what did you think?
1: Uh, out the curtains, light go up, I'm home. (laughs) That's what I thought. I'm a fucking Cody Rhodes fan right now, dude. Yeah, you are. Uh, so it was weird timing, dude. This, This whole, um, past couple of weeks leading up to this has been really weird because... I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not. I definitely mentioned it off the show and on my stream. But my TikTok slowly started to feed me WWE clips. And obviously it started to feed me more when I watched them all. And then I watched them, some of the same ones again. Just because I've been watching a lot of like, uh, I guess, behind the scenes stuff about some of the, um, I guess, greatest moments from the Attitude and Ruthless Aggression era. Just really humanizing stuff that makes me fall in love with these, not even characters, but the people behind the characters that I grew up loving, like, uh, you know, Undertaker and Stone Cold and McFoley and even Triple H and the McMahons, like everything. I'm not saying that I love them, but like getting to see another side of them, um, just the the business, I guess. So I've been watching this for like. couple of weeks now and then all of a sudden I sent you a text the other night and I was like wait if I have Peacock Plus do I get to watch WrestleMania for free and you said yes and I was like oh my god like that's I never expected that so I'm used to the UFC right I have to pay for every. well I don't but if I did uh, I would have to pay to watch all the big shows um, so getting to find out that I could watch it for free was awesome so in this time I had also began to see a lot of cody Rhodes clips and i knew who he was but i didn't follow him i knew who roman reigns was i didn't follow the bloodline story but in the course of this same two weeks that i'm leading up to wrestlemania i've all of a sudden learned all about their history like it's crazy the amount of wwe content i've consumed over the past two weeks that wasn't directly correlated to a show um and all the information that I've been fed. I feel like I've caught up on a lot of things, to be honest with you. So going into WrestleMania, I was kind of hyped. Like, I I was playing Path of Titans when it first started with the Austin Theory and Cena match. Um, and I had it pulled up on my phone, and we were, I was playing with Sabrina. And by the second match, I think, was that big. Was it, was it the triple tag match? with everyone like the Vikings came out together uh, yeah then, I think
0: that was the second match
1: right and it was the Street Profits right yeah. yeah so that match came on and when they all went up to do that fucking triple suplex off the top rope I told Sabrina I can't play anymore like I have to start watching this like it was it had taken me by storm dude so we're here in Wrestlemania and like I said I haven't watched in I have not truly watched anything WWE-related probably close to 12 years. Um, I, I was gone. Like, the last thing I remember, the big bad at the time when I was going away, not even when I was going away, just the last thing I remember seeing was The Miz. Like, he was just... <sighs> He, he was something else. He was the one on the show. So I'm coming back, and I'm like, I'm really hooked, and I'm invested in all these storylines and stuff. And it was great, man. It was like, I, I'm i not going to lie. I was spoiled. Coming into night one of WrestleMania was incredible. Like, it was just phenomenal match after phenomenal match leading up to two of the fucking most awesome things that I could have seen as a, as a newcomer or, or a returning fan i guess leading up to the uh flair and rhea match and then the kevin owens and blood or the usos but uh dude just i'm all over the place right now but it's just there's so much i want to talk about and say but ultimately i fell in love with the wwe again um and even still post wrestlemania like i had to i unfortunately had to Alter my work schedule last minute on Monday, but I was going to watch Raw. Glad I didn't, because apparently it turned into a shit show. But it's like, it it made me want to be a weekly tune-in viewer again. I want to watch Raw every Monday, and I want to watch SmackDown every, you know, I'm assuming Friday. Um, It just, it made me into a fan, uh, dude. And then, like, the Night 2, a little weaker to me on Night 2, but they had some... They had some, you know, good moments in there, especially the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns match. And like I said, going into this, I was a Cody Rhodes fan. Like, I I loved his father. His brother was kind of cool. And then I wanted him to, you know, finish the fight, (laughs) you know, finish his story. Um, And even though he lost, I was like, it's still one of the coolest stories that I've seen told. And it was one of the best matches I can remember seeing. Like, it was... Fucking, it was a slobber knocker. There was crazy shit happening left and right. Both of them gave it their all. Cody was out there fucking celebrating his dad. It's like, that was the spotlight was on him. And even though he lost, it was such a, it was a fantastic night, man. Even though night two was nowhere near as good as night one, I had a blast. Like, I did not expect from the last time of our recording, which was last week until this week, that I would be a full-fledged WWE fan again, but here I am
0: hell yeah dude yeah uh the i think I, I already kind of like said this but i had a semi-similar experience um coming back in august i think whenever SummerSlam was i, I had right. a very similar experience where i i've kind of come and gone like i've, I've dropped in i've dropped out stuff like that like just kind of over and over throughout the last, I don't know, roughly, I don't know, twenty years, twenty-five years. Yeah. It's been a while, but I mean, um, but they they hooked me at at WrestleMania or at at SummerSlam. Like there was just really great match after really great match, and and like i i just was all about it and then so i've kind of kept up i haven't been watching weekly because that's just such a time commitment that like it is yeah i can't really was that like
1: six hours a week yeah
0: yeah because you've got raw and smackdown both of which right. are uh well raw is three hours still and i think that smackdown is only two but even still like it's it's such a huge time sink that you have to commit to if, if you want to watch everything. Um, and then if you want to involve yourself in any of the extraneous stuff, like they have like, um, NXT and all that. Yeah, they have NXT. They had, uh, they had an entire like cruiserweight show called, uh, 205 live. I'm not sure if it's still there or not. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot, Uh, but I've kind of kept up with, with pay-per-views and stuff like that. Like I watched, um, uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, or wait, was that? No, I think Extreme Rules was actually the one in October. It used to be Hell in a Cell. They changed it up. Um, and, uh, the, this last one, which was, um, uh, Elimination Chamber and like, I, I've just, I've been on it. Right. Right. And... Even with me kind of like, quote unquote, being on it, like, I haven't gotten the same sort of, I think, experience that a lot of people who watch like Weekly have, but I was invested in everything that was happening. Like, everything that has gone down with like, the bloodline and that whole story has like, I don't know, I have just been like, this is the greatest fucking thing, and The culmination of that, I really, I, I kind of, honestly, if I'm, if, if I'm just being honest, I love the Cody Rhodes stuff and I, I think it, it was great for what it was, but like, I, I feel like there was an opportunity missed because of the, everything that happened with Sami Zayn and, and, and Roman and the bloodline and all of that, um,
1: And you think it comes back now, though, because I've caught up on that, too. Like everything that happened with those two and then like Sammy going with Kevin in the end and stuff like that. Do you feel like now this opens up more of an opportunity for Sammy to come back? Do you think he teams up with Cody like and, you know, Kevin, too, because they came out in that last match at WrestleMania? Like, what do you think that goes from there? Uh. I you know
0: I don't I don't know to be honest with you,
1: especially now with the merger, right? Because nothing's going to change, but everything's probably going to change.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I I think we kind of got a hint of that at um at Raw uh, because it didn't from I I didn't watch, but like from what I read, like all of the way that it like worked out, there were only five matches, like that.
1: In three hours. In three
0: hours. There was only five matches. There were a total of, if I'm not mistaken, there were a total of 11 segments. Um, And so five matches, 11 segments, that's six non-wrestling segments in three hours, which is, I don't know, kind of like how it was when I stopped watching and also is very like... I don't know, annoying, but uh, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's word that Vince is back, and I'm not entirely happy about that because the stuff that I watched, the stuff that I liked, was WrestleMania. It was SummerSlam. It was Elimination Chamber. It felt like... I don't know, it felt like Attitude Era, like, storytelling again. It it just, it felt, for lack of a better term, it felt right. Like, it felt like, like, there were proper build-ups to matches. There were characters and, and like, um, like, storylines that I I cared about. Like, it, I don't know. I, I was all in on the, uh, the stuff with the, um... With Cody and with, um, and Roman, but, like, I was really in on, on the stuff with, uh, with Samian and Roman, and I was really in with, like, I don't know, a, a bunch of stuff that, like, I feel like if last night was any indication, it's, I don't know, it's gonna, it's, it's, going to go nowhere um which is really unfortunate because wrestlemania as a show was fucking awesome like i i I agree with you uh and it was actually the the first thing i said um when i got done watching i was like well that wasn't as good like the final match was amazing like that the the roman cody match was just really top tier stuff i felt like um, but I don't know the like the Brock Lesnar almost or, or almost or I don't know how to say his fucking name. Uh, that match was, I don't know. I, I was fine, I guess. Yeah, dude. The lead up to that, and uh, you know
1: him being like. You can't suplex almost. You can't F five almost. I feel like they went out there in that match so Lesnar could what double or triple suplex him, do the F five, and then it was over. Like yeah, they, it was. I was like, cool. You know, I, I love to see it. Um, one of the things that I completely left out that I was just as big. So I think, I think in terms of oh, fuck, I can't even give a top three, dude, because I love the Rhea. Flare matchup. I love the the Kevin Owen um Sammy Uso matchup and I think the Roman Reigns fight was <clears throat> fucking incredible. But getting so my childhood and to this day probably favorite wrestler. Now that I'm liking Cody, that's another thing, but it's like it's all it's always been Edge. Mm. So getting to see him and that hell in a cell was fucking awesome. I'm starting to really love the Judgment Day, like um I don't know his true, <sighs> Baylor. Yeah, that right? Finn Baylor. Uh, Finn Baylor. So I'm really liking him. Like when they both walked out, I was super. Or actually, ecstatic sorry that on, I got Balor. to see. Sorry, Balor. Yeah. So getting to see Edge come out as the fucking oh my god, Blood Edge. Yeah, like that was or ble- whatever. Um, from the good old days, that was crazy, but then getting to see balor come out like that was my first introduction to him. he had one of the no he probably had the coolest walk out of the entire yeah. show that was incredible and then the shit that happened in ring with them like he j- they put on a show yeah they did like i really loved them and like that moment i guess it was real right where he took the oh, yeah. to the head and just started pouring
0: yeah have you got have you uh, seen any of the aftermath photos i saw the like
1: stuff that he i think posted on instagram yeah dude it's like well, fucking real.
0: Oh, okay so he he posted uh pictures of like him with the the doctors afterward they had to like staple his head shut
1: yeah see that was first off great shot <laughs> because sabrina was like is that real and i was like i think that's real Because I'm used to them going down and like hiding their head, you know, head and making maybe making a little cut like back in the old days, but he didn't have time to do that. Like that blood started spewing immediately. Um But then (laughs) Edge My favorite part of the entire night is Edge is kind of standing there and he has this menacing look in his eyes while the doctors are working on him, and he's doing good at keeping the intensity there. But then the crowd starts to boo, and he's like, oh, shit, I need to do something. (laughs) And he just gets down out of the ring, and he just starts pulling shit from under the ring that doesn't even belong (laughs) in the fight. He's grabbing 10 kendo sticks. He's grabbing tables and ladders. Oh, my God, dude. I was cracking up. I was like, this man thought on his feet, and he's like, I'm just going to start ripping everything out from under this ring. Um, But also in that fight, like, one of the first things he does with the kendo sticks – I was like, "That's the coolest shit I've ever seen." He fucking traps uh, uh, the fucking demon inside of the cage with kendo sticks and starts beating the shit out of him. I was like, "That is so cool." Yeah, like he fucking made a t- prison inside of there, man. It was it was a fun under I say underrated. I don't know if it was like I think there were a lot of great matches, but that one it fucking ended right. There was some bloodbath going on. It, it was it was a wonderful night as an edge fan
0: yeah it was yeah he, he, he did a I mean he did a great job he he since he's come back has really shown I I was never an edge fan I, I don't know what it was about him I just I I remember other people loving him and I was always like the guy who was like oh, he's fine I guess but um... Yeah, he, him and him and Finn—they put on really a really fucking spectacular match. Um, like I said, the the Roman Cody match was fucking incredible. Um, the Sammy Usos or the, like the Sammy and Kevin Uso match was really fucking good too. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it felt to me like I was really excited uh, coming into yesterday uh or sorry monday because um i was like okay this is what it feels like to be a wrestling fan again this is good this is like this is amazing and then monday happened and i was like oh son of a bitch but yeah anyway good stuff good stuff so um cool well uh Let's get to our our topic. Uh, We've got our Q1 check-in. So so right now, uh, I want to take a look at this real quick. And I'm going to look at this, and we're going to say... So I have played and actually beaten... Let's see, I've beaten three games from this year. Uh, Dylan, you have also um austin you've only beaten one um i have played five this year i've only beaten the three but i've played five um so with that said i mean where we where are we sitting at with uh with with what we think is our presumptive game of the year right now like
2: Austin, I assume
0: yours is Fire Emblem Engage.
2: Uh, Yeah, for me, probably. I don't really want to count Metroid Prime because it's um, a remaster, but, well, honestly, I don't know. Maybe I do because that that game's a remake. I don't know why they called it a remaster. That's a full-blown remake. Yeah. So maybe I would, but if that's the case, then it would probably be Metroid Prime.
0: Okay. Dylan, what, what about you? Uh, I think we had the same game of the year as of right now.
1: It's really hard. Um, It's a uh, It's a fucking tie, dude. It's not a tie. I don't know. I still think Hi-Fi Rush might edge out Hogwarts Legacy, but it's like what Hogwarts Legacy did for me as a fan I think is unparalleled but in terms of like kind of like what I said about Elden Ring like Hi-Fi Rush is the more well-crafted game I think something that's just special Mm.
0: yeah So Hi-Fi Rush Rush is is currently sitting as my game of the year Um, but but uh, I have really really fucking like loved my time with Resident Evil 4 so far um, and uh, I fucking loved Wolong. Um, Wolong was really I I felt like something that just grabbed my attention immediately and wouldn't let go. Um, so uh, currently, though, it, it, it's it's Hi-Fi Rush. I, I I think that that game is uh, pretty pretty exceptional in, in pretty much every area um including accessibility because even if you're like you are white and have no rhythm um that was a joke (laughs) um anyway uh yeah so so hi-fi rush um right now we're well i i think i am playing resident evil you started resident evil right dylan I did.
1: I, it's going to be a while. I will go back to it because I think ultimately it has to be my March game. I don't know if there is another one that came out that I'll dabble in. But I'll go back to it. But between Persona, like I said, my kind of off time game might be Path of Titans and then fucking Austin. Yeah. Had to open his mouth it, about Pokemon.
2: I it. made one comment I'm on a back Twitch stream. You and Dylan is just is. Austin, you know and this. Blaming me for it on a daily it's, basis. Oh
1: my God! You don't offer a <laughs> Maybe crackhead recovering a crack rock. <laughs> I'm an addict.
2: It's a Stockholm syndrome kicking in, is what it is.
1: I'm also, dude. I'm. I'm not going to rehash it at the end of this show, even though that's my one currently new playing game, but. Going back to it, I've already spoken about it in depth before. This game's I'm enjoying beautiful, it
2: dude. more my second playthrough than I did my first. Like, same. 100%. Same, same, I'm same. Having a, but yeah. I feel like that's because Pokemon Home is integrated now, so I can just use whatever fucking Pokemon I want. And I think that's why I'm having a much more mm-hmm. fun time. Well, it's it's a good game, but you shouldn't have. Said well, anything. have some self control. <laughs> that's not my fault. Josh. I literally can't. Uh, Resident Evil 4. It, mm-hmm. Is it scary? Great game.
0: Uh, is it yes, as scary as 7?
2: No. No? no. Okay, no. then I'll pick it Not up. Not even remotely. Okay.
0: I think that I think the scariest Resident Evil has gotten in a very long time is 7. Uh 2 remake has its moments with the Tyrant. Um uh, like uh, and, and I think 8 does too to an extent with yeah, that fucking the doll, that how, the house Beneviento. Yeah. No, fuck yeah. That. House of Viento is is fucking horrifying and and running from Lady D can be very very scary. Um but it it kind of feels more actiony than than Seven uh, ever did. Um but but I I
1: had a oh shit moment within the first 30 minutes of that game though, I will not lie.
0: Of uh RE4? Four?
1: 4, yeah. Let's I see. forget what it was. But it it had to do with like the first house that you go into and you're looking for the cops. It happens in that.
0: Okay. Um,
1: or looking for the cop. And it wasn't even bad. It was just like I you gotta think, dude, I barely played the fourth game. I got it as a kid, and then I've always had the problem where I can't finish it, so I was surprised I didn't finish it. But I don't remember anything from playing it initially. Um so wouldn't I don't know if it's like shot for shot what happened in RE4, but I wasn't expecting it. Um <laughs> And I was like, blood pressure was through the roof and I was like, I'm gonna go play a happy game and play Persona. Um I made it further than that. I made it to uh where you where the bell tolls and
0: Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Um, into okay, into the it. village proper. Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yes, Austin. It'll get your heart re- racing also, Yeah, it, de- it definitely can. Seven I've had a mild had... panic attack. So as long as it doesn't do that, we're good. Mm.
0: No guarantees.
1: <laughs> yep, I literally can't say that because I don't know how I'm going to I'm gonna
2: pick it up whenever uh, when I get a PS5 again. I'm not going to buy anything that doesn't release on the Switch until I get a PS5 again. Um so I'm going to pick it up but mostly because like any r- even if it's something that I don't think I'll genuinely be into at first, any any game that I see all across the board get 10 out of 10 from every reviewer that I see, I'm going to pick it up just to try it. Um, so we'll see. I hope I like it. It looks cool.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... I'll have I get quote unquote full thoughts on it. Uh, I hope relatively soon. Um, I'm finishing up the I think second act, like the castle section. Um, assuming they haven't tacked on stuff. Um, yeah. I'm,
2: I almost bought the original on Switch because it's on sale right now for 4.99. Uh,
0: it's um okay. So, can, you you said something to me or you said something just a second ago, Dylan, that, like, I, uh, resonate with really hard, which is, I really, really... <sighs> Everyone's gonna fucking hate that I say this. I, I really just don't like that original Resident Evil 4 all that much. It, at least, at least in comparison to, uh, like... 2 and 3, mm-hmm. which t- 2 is still my favorite Resident Evil, just by a pretty wide margin. Like, I really fucking like Resident Evil 2 and 3. Um, and 4 just feels different mm-hmm. in, a, in a very, like, not... I don't know.
2: This one's still... I don't want to say... Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. I was just gonna say. I, I don't want to say it, it, it. I was I was literally going to say it, it in a not fun way, but like it's not that it's not fun. It's just I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know <laughs> how to describe what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
2: I think I get you. I uh, is this still uh, is this when Resident Evil was still third person? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Because I'm wondering if it's just the fact that seven and eight were our f- first person that freaked me out so much because it's more immersive.
1: That definitely has something to do with it, but I'm telling you, your heart still. Works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, there are, there are definitely uh, s- sequences that are are uh, very. Um, Makes you uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is probably a game I should play when the kids are asleep. Got it.
0: One thousand percent.
1: Which is also tricky because that means you're going to be playing it at night. So, yeah. you know, in your house, alone, with the lights off.
2: Uh, my lights are on at night. I don't turn my lights off. You I don't turn my beard. lights off till I go to bed. I'm too paranoid.
1: Oh yeah I try to keep it as dark as I can that's probably <laughs> right. yeah,
0: that's probably the intended way to play the game but yeah uh, but yeah okay so uh, with that said uh, I think collectively I, I saw the number we're sitting at with with 2023 games is uh, 7 we have 7 2023 games
1: that's about to like explode exponentially over yeah. the next two months
2: What's coming it's out gonna in the hurt.
1: next two months? So, Tears oh, of the God. Kingdom, Battle Network, Legacy, Minecraft Legends, Redfall. Um, since it's April and you want to count two months, I mean, that's technically Stranger. Not Stranger Things, I'm sorry. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, um, Street Fighters, whatever, comes yeah, out. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of shit coming out. Are very, we counting
2: the Battle Network Collection as 2023 games? Because I assume that we weren't.
1: I mean, it's coming out this year, whether we count it as a 2023 game or not. It's still, you know you're not going to not play that. So, it's just more time taken away from you. Yeah,
2: it it also has a lot of new content, too, that I feel like helps, so... Fuck it. Sure. There you go. All right, well, there's six games under my belt real fucking quick.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm going to finish up Resident Evil. I have a space for the Unbound um, loaded and ready to go. And uh, what's... uh, Seasons. A story to the past or some... I forget what the fucking subtitle for that game is. But um, yeah, so I I have uh, at least two more or three more probably in in the... in the pipe, uh, pipeline. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, there is that, of course, and then, uh, you know, like, like, or like Dylan pointed out, May is gonna be fucking wild. I'm
2: so excited. Bonkers. Zelda looks yep. so good. Did you guys watch that, uh, gameplay trailer they revealed?
1: I'm refusing to watch anything <sighs> until I just play it at
2: this point. I'm too impatient. I can't do that. I need as much information as you're willing to give me.
1: The good news is because I don't care so much about Zelda, it doesn't bother I me feel to that.
2: off. I can understand
1: that. I enjoyed Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, and to be quite honest with you, I don't even care that Tears of the Kingdom's coming out. I'm going to play it. Yeah. But I don't even care. So that it helps with that kind of mentality. I'm so excited.
2: I don't think I've been excited for the I don't think I've been this excited for a game in a minute. It's been a hot minute.
1: I don't know what I have coming out this year that I have that excitement for. Because even Starfield, it's like, whatever. Redfall, whatever. Minecraft Legends, whatever. If,
2: I don't I don't really think I have anything <sighs> okay. this year either.
1: Yeah, it was Hogwarts Legacy.
2: I was really excited for Suicide Squad, and then we got that gameplay trailer that we got. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's way <laughs> down on my list. Isn't it delayed indefinitely right now?
0: Probably. Because I think, I
2: know for a fact it was delayed after, uh, due to, uh, the heavy, heavy, heavy criticism that gameplay trailer got. And I want to say they delayed it indefinitely, which is kind of crazy.
0: That sounds accurate. I feel like I remember reading that.
2: I, I'm, I'm still going to buy it because, solely because it's Kevin Conroy's last performance. But I'm not going to enjoy it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't.
2: It looks. Ri-
1: if it makes you feel any better, he won't know. That that's didn't uh, buy it.
2: that's very true. <laughs> that's very grim and very true. Even if he, he was still alive, wouldn't know if I bought it or not. Yeah, that's true. So who cares? Honestly. Yep. Save your <laughs> money. Buy something good. It's like play a good game. Um. I'm excited to see I'm excited for June to come and for us to see all the showcases and see what's coming for the rest of the year I'm very stoked about that because I, I don't think there's anything I don't think there's anything confirmed for this year other than Zelda that I'm like super super crazy about I know that there's pretty uh, there's pretty solid evidence that we are gonna get a reveal of uh, a fire emblem 4 remake so if that happens, that's probably that'll probably be my big game for the year. Don't get greedy. You have Zelda. That's true. You do, do have, have Zelda. Zelda. I am very stoked about that.
0: Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah. So I guess uh, Q two, we have Zelda. We have Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, We have the Rock A. City uh, game, which, you know... Tanked. Tanked?
1: Yeah, it did not do good.
0: Oh, is it out already?
1: Yeah, dude, it got shit on. Oh. The Rock A. City. They said they blew all of their budget on the cast and forgot to make the actual game. that's
0: unfortunate. (laughs) Yep.
2: It's out on the Epic Game
1: Store.
0: That is... Mighty unfortunate. I was
1: really excited. Yeah, truly. And then I saw it getting like twos, and I think it might have been a two out of five or something, but then some fours, five, sixes, and it's like they forgot to make the game interesting and good, and it feels like a cheap version of Payday or something.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, Payday already felt cheap. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I I. don't – I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment if I decide to play it. Yeah, I mean it'll have to be on sale. After reading, it's like how universally positive Resident Evil Four was received. Rockhase City was the
0: opposite. Damn. Yeah.
1: So it's gonna have to go on a big boy sale, and it's already a cheap game. I think it was already forty bucks. I something. thought it was thirty so, actually. Shit, it might be thirty, dude. It's gonna have to go down to about. He said so that shit's
2: gonna be four ninety-nine. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So How I feel about though. Wanted Dead, just waiting for that sale.
0: No, you motherfuckers aren't playing that shit.
2: <laughs> I am gonna play. Don't it even fucking pretend. Eventually. Don't
0: even fucking pretend. Um. Oh, let's see. Uh, damn, I really didn't know that that game was out. Holy shit. Um. What else is uh coming out in Q two? That, that you guys are excited for? I, I think Final Fantasy and Zelda are obviously the big ones, but is there anything else that... I mean, Minecraft Legends I'm
2: excited for. I'd have for. to look. I don't know what all's coming out in Q2.
1: I don't know if I would say excited for, but I'm just going to play it. Uh, what else is coming? I mean, Redfall.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, Redfall. Redfall uh, coming to Game Pass.
1: So. Yeah, I can oh, I could vibe with that. Um, I don't really know of much else, though.
2: Yeah, I'm looking right now. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really see anything. Mm-mm. Uh, Jedi Survivor looks really cool. Really?
0: Oh. Yeah, I'm not even remotely interested. Really? In it. Yeah. I thought
2: you. I thought both of you liked that first game.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, What
1: I little bit think, of, yeah. of it I played. <laughs> yeah, what well, little bit of it I played was fun, but I'm not going to go spend 40 hours beating that game to go and spend 60 yeah, beating this one. I
2: feel that. I, I can behind that. I don't think I finished the first one either. I liked it. I just didn't get around to ever fucking finishing it. I
1: watched it be beaten. Thank God Hob can do it really quickly and did it in six <laughs> hours, but... It was also a hitless run, too, so that's what made it go so fast. Um, So I got to pretty much watch that entire game being played, which was great, because that saved me having to do it. So I'm caught up on it. I really don't have to play it if I wanted to go and play whatever the fuck the new one's called. Um, I think it's called Jedi Survivor, isn't it? Yeah. Survivor. So... um, but I, I just won't be playing it this year. I, I don't... Like, I'm Star wars out just as much as I am Marvel and every fucking thing else that comes out mm-hmm. once a year. Except for uh,
2: Pikmin 1. 4 was another one in Q2 that I'm relatively excited about. What the shit?
0: Yeah, Pikmin 4 actually looks, it looks super like crazy fun. good.
2: I've never played any of the Pikmins, but they've, they've always looked really fun.
0: I played Pikmin 3 on the Wii U, and I, I enjoyed it.
2: Uh, There was one for the GameCube, right?
0: Yeah, there were two for the GameCube.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know that they both came out on the GameCube. Okay. I know I've played a little bit of one of them, and I remember liking it as a kid. I just never finished it.
0: Actually, I, I take that back. I think the second one was on the Wii.
2: It might have been. That tracks. Well.
0: Anyway... uh cool well you know q2 we're excited for stuff maybe maybe kind of
2: somewhat so
0: <laughs> all right well uh dylan how, how are we doing challenge wise right. what do we what what do we got going on there
1: for myself
0: well i i, I just meant like kind of in general all, all of us how are we looking
1: Um, we're beating the... Actually, I don't know if we're beating the other ones. We are. If it's not listed, we're winning. Jeff doesn't update the document, and he's beaten probably his max amount of games, I'll say that.
0: Which is Um, 15, right?
2: 20. It's
1: 20.
0: Uh Oh.
1: But he has 6 on the doc, and last time I checked, he said he had 9 to add to it, and that was a month ago. Um, are they all short, one-hour-long games? Probably, but there was no rules about that. So well, next time clear. there will be. Yep. <laughs> Tawny's keeping up with his. He currently has... Uh, he's at seven, it um, looks like. Yeah, he's at seven, and Justin, I don't think, has fully updated his list either. But that doesn't matter. They don't matter. We well, don't.
0: I, I think Justin's might actually be up to date because he has been...
1: Oh, Octopath, in, 90 hours under. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So, yeah, he, but he should be beating that if it's not beaten already. Um, but that's a good point. Um, but this year for us, we're doing actually pretty fantastic to the point where I was like, I'm going to stop for a while. Yeah. Um, I did the two hardest parts for myself, and that was beating Justin's games. Um, I beat both Kentucky Route Zero and the Swapper. Um Josh is sitting at eight total games completed. You're sitting at seven. Austin and I'm sitting at ten. That's a combined total, boys, of 25 for us. So congrats to us because we are halfway there, not living on a prayer. We're making it happen. Um, And we're all currently in the process of just beating shit, even though it's slow. We're still beating it. Like, truly, if I... Saw through Brilliant Diamonds playthrough, which I don't have any reason to believe I will not. We'll Mostly, um, that'll be one game, which is another JRPG, and then I'll be Persona at some point within the next few years. So that'll be. <laughs> um, you're, <laughs> um, I'm I'm 32 hours into Persona, so I truly feel like I have probably about enough. You're honestly, so half, you, in,
2: you just beat konashiro right? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you're about at the point of the game where it really starts to pick up.
1: Yeah, so I have no doubts that I'll beat Persona or Pokemon, so that's two more for me, even though they're slower. I mean, at least they're racking up. But, um, Dude, I still haven't even done the full playthrough of a Madden franchise, but I can go... It's like five more games that I have to play. Almost there. So I'm just sitting on that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's there. I just have to go play through the playoffs in the Super Bowl, I believe, if I wanted to. I might just fucking leave that there as a crutch game. Honestly, I have MLB The Show downloaded. I haven't played it. I have Scarlet Nexus downloaded on the PS5. haven't touched that. But Mm. there's a lot of shit that I have on reserve that I'm probably honestly not going to be able to play. Because the second I beat Persona and Pokemon, Resident Evil's got to take the place of one of them. Um, And if it's not Resident Evil, it's going to be Minecraft Legends or yada 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 whatever else of the shit that we talked about this episode but i feel like we're doing good on the challenge as as a whole especially when you look at years in the past like we did not fuck around at the at the start of this year um and i i would go as far as saying i mean we we have it in the bag i feel like in terms of at least beating it on our end Um,
0: whether or not we beat them is a different story right is that what you're trying to say? I mean... I think I think that we've fucking, got them beat.
1: I think we have them beat. I just need Jeff to update his shit. Um, but, yeah, we've done incredible this year, playing a lot of different games. Or not even games, but genres. Um, I, I've i played some... Thanks to Justin. I will say it's thanks to him. I've played some weird stuff this year um, in terms of just, like, outright adventure game with Kentucky Route Zero. And then... a puzzle platformer with the swapper then I've played a rhythm game with Hi-Fi Rush which is rhythm action but even still I've played I've played and beaten Peggle 2 which is a puzzle game you know I've done Abzu which is full adventure Spyro is a platformer action RPG with Hogwarts Legacy Austin is knocking out every kind of RPG imaginable with the JRPG TRPG normal action adventure he's got going on Josh is over here doing fucking mystery <laughs> games with telling lies got a sports game going you got a cover shooter with once a dead action rpg rhythm again like there's crazy stuff that we are going through you've beaten a mobile game austin with pokemon masters ex which is not easy no, it's
2: not. that is not an easy feat <laughs> i did do that and i did it so, in less than 24 hours
1: <laughs> well, there you go that's most of jeff's games so don't feel bad honestly,
2: honestly
1: but no man, we're we're all doing good for the challenge and I'm not saying that this was easy. I just think that we had a fire lit under our ass like we all went into this with conviction, but it has made me sit down and I've already started formulating for next year's challenge and it will not be fun. Oh,
2: Josh, are there okay. are there any games that you're close to beating to adding to the list?
0: Yeah, Resony will be there uh pretty soon yeah, pay attention. and then pay um, a space for the unbound should be a relatively quick one, uh, I think. How long to beat has it pegged at ten hours? Oh,
2: okay.
0: So uh, I should have another two coming relatively soon, and then I need to add in the Final Fantasy games um, that I'm playing. I need to finish them first, but I'm very close on seven, eight, and uh, what's the other one that I'm really close on? I think ten. I don't know. I'm playing like 18 different fucking Final Fantasies right now, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna play one more by the end. Yeah, of fuck it. me. Jesus.
1: Um, that's another thing, dude. I wanted to get around to playing Seven Remake this year. I don't think I'll have time.
0: Uh, that's another one that I'm playing. That's
1: another JRPG. I, dude, this been a, it's been a fucky year for me. I've played more JRPGs this year than I normally have with fucking Digimon, Pokemon, Persona.
2: Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> Turning you into the person you should be. It hurts. <laughs> he said, "Change is hard." I've I've got uh. I've got three that I can almost add to the list. I'm about halfway through of Shining Pearl. I think I only have like two badges left to get in Violet, and then uh, I have like an hour left of Metroid Prime maybe an hour. I think I only have, like, two upgrades left to get and then the final boss. So I'm almost there. So that'll put me at an even 10. That'll put me right out with Dylan.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, hell yeah. Um, all right. Uh, is that it? Is it, is there anything else that we need to maybe go over?
2: Are we...
1: I don't think so. Oh, just kidding. One thing.
2: Um, are we? Probably not. I would imagine, no. We're not counting like any DLC expansions, right? That's not counted? Okay, cool. Nope, yeah, no. cool, cool. That
0: will cool. not be considered a separate game. Cool, cool, cool.
1: The only one I would give a pass is an MMO expansion.
2: Yeah, I can get behind that.
0: Because each of those are basically A whole other game. Games, A full fucking game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can get behind that. Okay. Cool. Uh, I, I did say that I was gonna update, uh, some things, um, so, for the, uh, the community tournament that we did in Q1, uh, the game was wanted dead, uh, that one, we will be doing a show on it, it just has had to come later than, uh, we, it came later than I anticipated because, uh, we're all very, um, I am the one who is loosest with my money. We'll say that, and and even I don't want to, uh, didn't necessarily immediately want to jump on, wanted dead, but um, I did. Uh, I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so it is coming, and our Q two tournament will begin uh, here within the next week. Um. And, uh, yeah, so be, be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, I think I have talked about at least our, our giveaways. Um, we had originally intended to do a giveaway for Q1 and it just ended up not being able to be worked out that way, um, because of, uh, multiple different factors, but, um, yeah, so Q1 and Q2's giveaways will be uh, given away at the same time. So, um, keep your, your eyes and ears out for that. Um, yeah, 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 So, uh, I think that's the only thing that I had uh, left to, to kind of go over as far as Q1 stuff is concerned. Um. So, uh, is that everything, I think, except for what we've been playing? I think so. Cool. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, have you guys been playing anything? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm going to ask.
1: I mean, yes, but no. So, I've been playing more Persona, and like I said earlier, I've been playing some Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, but outside of those two things, not really. And I've talked... Um, extensively on both of those in the past, so probably no point in me delving in on those much to Mr. Ruiz's relief I'm sure. <laughs> well, at least in regards to Pokemon. He'd he probably, he'd be okay with the little Persona talk. Um, that man does love to slander Makoto though, and I do. I don't know
2: appreciate it was. truly. I want to know how she traumatized hit, that I've man been that bad. I've falling
1: man. in love with her. I know, like she if Show me on down, the
2: doll where she hurt you. Uh oh.
1: <laughs> anyway, I've not been playing anything.
0: Well, Jesus. Okay. Um, what about you, Austin?
2: Uh, I have been playing the DLC for Fire Emblem Engage. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, I am slightly disappointed in it uh, for a couple of reasons. So, the um, I don't really like when games do the whole, like... Uh, they announced the expansion pass, like, two months before the game is even released. Um, Mm. it feels very cash-grabby, and I don't know, I just don't like it. Uh, that being said, I did buy the expansion pass the same day that the game released, so I guess I'm kind of part of the problem. Um, yeah, I did the same thing with with SMT5, and I'll do it with Persona 6, I'm sure. Um... (laughs) But so they released uh, which uh, honestly props to Nintendo for releasing four waves of DLC content in the span of two months. Um, I feel like they probably rushed it because they were like "Mm, Zelda's coming out in May. We kind of need to move the spotlight a little bit. Um, They probably don't want too many big name titles uh, competing at once, which is understandable. Uh, So for the first three waves, all we really got were um, new emblems. Uh, They were more iconic characters from the Fire Emblem franchise, like Tiki from Fire Emblem 1 and Corrin from whatever Fire Emblem she's from that I can't remember right now. And then the fourth wave released today, which is a story expansion. Uh, And it's, it's a really neat premise because it's... Uh, basically an alternate reality. Uh, you're, the protagonist, Alir, gets uh, kind of transported to an alternate version of her world where uh, the Divine Dragon, which is herself in this world, has already been dead and the entire world has kind of fallen into hell. Uh, all the major kingdoms are at the brink of total war and extinction with each other. Uh, they're and, and it's all because they're just scared. They're scared about how much power the other three kingdoms have, so they're like, fuck, we need to just take them out so we don't have to worry about it. Um, so you kind of have to go... And it's it's crazy, like, seeing all the companions that traveled with you through the uh, original campaign and, like, seeing them just absolutely fucking bloodthirsty. Um, one of the first uh, companions that you get in the main story is a princess named Selene. Uh, she's kind of like the healer type. And, like, she's very, like... She's very sweet and innocent, but then when you go into this alternate reality, she, uh, she has one specific line where she's like, if another kingdom's people have to die, so mine are safe, then it's worth it. And like, that's, it it was so out of character from the Selene that I had grown to, I had grown to like from the original campaign. And so it's a cool contrast because all of the main characters are kind of like that. Um... There seems to be some more shit going on behind the scenes. As soon as you get transported into this into this world, you meet two other children of the Fel Dragon, which was the big final boss for, for the main story of Engage. Um, you meet o- the other two children, and they're kind of explaining that they revolted against him, And but like, it kind of seems like they're hiding some shit from you. Um, it's only six chapters long, and I think I just finished the fourth chapter, so I'm very close to being done with it. But I don't like how fucking easy it is. Like, the first... The encounter that I'm on right now seems to be a little bit better because the map is huge, and I think there's like 50 plus units on this one fucking map. Um, But every other engagement so far in the DLC has just been like maybe five enemies on a map to kill, and like that's it. And they take you all of like maybe ten minutes. And I... I don't know, man, for for there only being one story expansion uh, under that $30 price tag, like, that feels, it just kind of feels boring and not worth it. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to completely say it's not worth it until I finished it. I can probably have it done by tonight, honestly. Um, But, I like it and I don't. I'm very indifferent about it. The emblems were cool though. The the emblems that they added were really neat and if you just want to breeze through the fucking campaign, buy the expansion pass when you buy the game and get that very first DLC emblem which is Tiki and you'll fucking breeze through that bitch cuz Tiki is fucking bananas.
0: B A N A N A S?
2: Yeah.
1: Dude, literally open my <laughs> mouth to do the same thing.
2: Josh, are you going to pick up Engage at some point? Uh,
0: I want to, but I don't know if I will or not. You should.
2: It's very good. Yeah. Hey,
0: Austin. No, because
2: I know that you're not. I don't know, dude. I put you on JRPGs. <laughs> I can put you on a fucking turn. I can put you, you on a tactical RPG. Will,
1: the world will fucking I'll do it. All right. I never thought you'd play
2: Persona over. either, and you didn't either. But here you are. Here you are. Absolutely obsessed with it. Yeah
1: jrpgs is easier for me to step
2: that's because you've never played a good trpg
1: if you i might take you up (laughs) on that i'll go back to three houses since that's the beloved one
0: yeah three three houses i think that that's my honestly that's my big thing with with uh this game is i i just i i like the social sim stuff that was in three houses, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily the social
2: sim stuff is still there. It's just optional. It's just it's not as in your face as it is in three houses, but it's definitely still there.
0: Well, okay, so let me let me rephrase that because technically the social sim stuff has been a part of Fire Emblem for a very very yeah. long time. But I I mean specifically with regards to um, like um.
2: Like, the classes and stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, that That stuff, like, that's the reason that I like Persona. I know Dylan's been saying that all over the place with his, uh, like, his streams or whatever, but, like, the reason I like playing Persona is because I like doing the stuff where I go to class. I like doing the stuff yeah, where, yep. like, Hanging out I with talk with friends. the characters. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: I get it, for sure.
1: So... I feel like we harp on that a lot with like Colts of the lamb stardew mm-hmm. persona fire emblem like we all love that one aspect it's i think it's a really underloved.
2: yeah uh, i'm about to just start playing a bunch of dating of the scenes, games bro might as fucking oh. well i mean you already are with persona yeah,
0: yeah more or less Kinda. what was the one for dead by daylight called? <laughs> uh it's called uh hooked on you incredible
2: hooked on you what a great name no. Yeah, fucking little Skull Crusher, whatever her name is in there, I'll play that.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, skull Merchant, sorry. Yeah. They. I wish they would add DLC characters to it. Like.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a missed opportunity.
0: Anyway. Um, <laughs> fuck, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, Fire Emblem and Socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that's the reason why is, like, that stuff I like so much more than the I don't call it nebulous but the, like the way that like that stuff gets worked out in those older games and and engage mm-hmm. i am just i am not as big a fan of that as a lot of other people are like i can understand i that. really like building up the x like the the uh fuck what's the word that i'm looking for like i really like building up the relationships and 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 things of that nature mm-hmm. Myself, I don't necessarily like, um, kind of like having it be like a well, you you did this one mission with this one person, so it's up by twenty five percent. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Like I, I I I'm more of like a like oh I'm having a conversation with this person mm-hmm. and like they're talking about tea and I'm like yeah fucking tea <laughs> is awesome huh you know what I mean yeah. Like, I and I, I feel like engage is is that closer to that old school fire and Yeah, it is
2: for sure. It the pretty much the way the social sim elements and engage work is you in like the the hub castle that you go to between every mission where you can upgrade all your stuff. Um, there's like three specific like activities that you can do with party members. Like you can swim in a pool for whatever fucking reason you can tend to horses you can plant fucking vegetables i think is the third one um and but then you have support conversations and so once you uh use a character enough in um in battles you'll unlock support conversations between them and the and then as you uh level up those support meters or those support levels then when you're in battle they can do different things like they can block you more efficiently um, and they can kind of chain attack with you a little bit more efficiently and do more damage um, and then you have support conversations between the emblems themselves that un- allow you to take this, the specific skills that the emblems carry and equip them to specific characters so you can take one skill from one emblem and then equip a completely separate emblem but still have the first emblem skills if that made any fucking sense I don't think it did but it might have
1: Yeah. no I, I stayed with you I mean is I I mean side topic not side topic does it ever go on sale it's first party Nintendo Nintendo, so no
2: (laughs) it's first party Nintendo um I'm sure that you could probably go like on eBay or Amazon from a third party seller and get it for like 45 bucks but you could also just ask me to borrow it too and I would totally let you Save your money. Just borrow it.
1: We'll see. That is nice that you're essentially my I library. Be.
2: I don't fucking... Uh, I, yeah, I have no issue letting people borrow games as long as I know that they'll fucking get them back to me in the same condition that I gave them to them in. Oh. Well, I didn't uh, know that Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> Got you.
0: Dylan's like... Well, I kind of wanted to take a shit on the game and then give it... Just
2: smear yeah, especially it if it. I didn't like it. I I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I liked Engage. I wasn't feeling it as much as Three Houses at first, but I, like I said on the Discord, I ended up loving it so much by the end that I sold my copy and went and bought the fucking collector's edition of it, and it's one of the my favorite pieces on my shelf now. Cool.
0: Alright, well... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. I most likely will not, but,
2: you know. (laughs) It is very, it feels, it's very anime-y, if that makes sense. It feels much more weeb than Three Houses does. It has a lot of stereotypical... That's
0: weird, because Three Houses was very weeb. I know,
2: but this one's worse.
1: All right, so answer me this now. Is it more... I don't even... Yeah, so if you're I'm about to ask me if it gets more
2: weavy than... than Persona, yep. no.
0: Yeah, Because no. nothing no. gets Persona's as weavy as Persona. Com- yeah, Persona's on a completely different level.
1: So, Because Persona's not bad to me. It's
2: definitely bad to most people. Okay, then I'm already <laughs> ahead of the curve. Hey, I mean, hey, I love that you like it, and I love that its weaviness doesn't uh, take away from you like most things do.
1: Nope, I actually haven't picked up on too much. I mean, there's certain, there's definitely some things in there that are like, oh, that's anime esque, but there's nothing that's been off putting. Uh,
2: wait till you meet the very next party member, and then come back, and we'll have this <laughs> conversation. Uh, what the <laughs> You'll hell
0: does get that it. mean?
2: I promise. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> I promise. It's a is girl. It a guy she is girl? one of my favorite party. I think she might be my second favorite party member. She's a lot of fun
1: yep god damn
2: it <laughs> <laughs> all right wait. i that's i cannot wait for you to meet that character fine
0: <laughs> oh man okay well um i played wanted dead i'm not really gonna go into it well, I, I'll say what I had to say, and then we'll do our spoiler cast, obviously. Uh, but um, I think this game can be boiled down to uh, the phrase, this game made decisions.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my um, God. I, I almost don't even know where to begin if i'm just being utterly and completely honest there are things in this game that i was like what what (laughs) and was just baffled by their inclusion uh just for instance the loading screen to this game which you don't see very often mind you Uh, it's it's only there for like a handful of like i don't i i only saw it maybe i could probably count on both hands the amount of times that i saw it but the load screen in that game is all of the characters in the in their um like 3d fully rendered form recreating the um you you guys i don't know if if this will trigger what i'm trying to say in your heads but are you guys know the meme of the rap battle and uh, the guys like kind of like running across the screen and he's yeah, like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, oh
1: my.
0: Okay, god. so you you got to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the loading screen oh my, in this oh fucking game. Oh my
1: god, and it's on like an infinite loop. <laughs> yeah, I hilarious. mean it only it only oh goes through I think god. like
0: maybe two or three times because the load the loads are relatively quick
1: that's fucking hyster. why would they do I don't that? know
0: <laughs> why not really? that's why that's why I'm like this game made some fucking decisions man <laughs> like I genuinely have no like, idea why you would choose to make that your load screen <sighs> but it's God, amazing <laughs> um but yeah there are just there are so many things that like I have questions about like you eat ramen or you can eat ramen with your uh, foul-mouthed. I think he's kind of like the sniper guy. Uh, he he kind of actually reminds me a little bit of Bill. He's like an older man with like with like okay. graying hair. And um, anyway, he's really foul-mouthed and and tells one of the weirdest and oddest jokes that like also has the weirdest and oddest sort of like reaction from everyone i I, all right anyway so you can choose to engage in a mini game where you race him in eating ramen and the mini game is a rhythm game set to music dude these rhythm games be taken
1: over right, right
0: um you can also do a uh i i didn't know this until i watched a video on it but like you can also play a rhythm mini game where you're doing karaoke kind of like you would if you were playing um uh yakuza or like a i guess like a dragon is it's literal translation so um anyway you have uh you know rhythm mini games that do karaoke in those games and this one does the same thing except there's only one song that you can do karaoke to and it's 99 loof balloons what yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: um there <laughs> there are anime cut scenes that come up uh in the game that kind of get backstory to the main character but there's only five of them in the game and the main character looks completely different than the way she does in like her fully rendered form um each of the collectibles, as you're going through, like, the the levels, you have to... You, you know how when you go into, um, like, Resident Evil 4 is a good example of this. When you pick something up that's like a note or something like that, you can kind of, like, turn it around. Uh, yep. Or, like, you can do other things and, like, inspect it. And it'll kind of get yep. in, like, closer and stuff like that. Um, but you don't have to do that. You can pick it up and you can exit out of the menu and then go about your thing. With this, every collectible that you pick up, it requires you to um, look at it in detail, so to speak. To inspect it? It it requires you to do that before you can even back out to to get back to playing the game. Like, what? The the main character says, she says explicitly uh, that she's not a detective to... I don't remember who it is, but uh, she says that to to another character. And yet, when you're in the police station, which is kind of like where your job is, everyone refers to you as detective.
1: Is it just poor translation? I, or I, I
0: don't fuck? know. I genuinely don't know. Um, I t- there's okay. I, I want to say this before I, I I keep going on about the weird stuff that it does, but like. Okay, at the end of the second mission, you end up sort of like capturing this um, android who thinks that she's a human, like it's on some Blade Runner shit. And the end of that mission has a cutscene leading into mission three, and this cutscene is from the back of the van where the android is waking up. And it just lingers on her and her looking at a spider. Her, her looking at a spider. It occasionally goes into a close-up of the spider, but, you know, whatever. But the entire time, she doesn't have any dialogue. She doesn't panic. She doesn't do anything interesting. And you're listening to, to like, the main character talk with uh, wh- whoever else is in the, in the truck with them. And... The ending of it is like they're they're talking about stuff and then you hear the 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 main character she says, "Hey, what's up with the stock market?" and then it just fades what to black. Fuck? I'm not even shitting you. It says, "What's up with the stock market?" and then there's a very quick fade to black. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I'm I'm so baffled by this game. I'm so baffled by it. Um, it is just a, like I said, it's a series of incredibly weird decisions that, like, I just, I, I kind of don't know what the, the devs or the director or, or, you know, anyone was thinking. Um, but that all aside, there are, um, Things that, like, I love and also hate about it at the exact same time. Like, so, with regards to the voice acting, because that's probably the first thing that I think a lot of people will notice. Um, it is kind of all over the place. Sometimes it's good, but most of the time it's either really weird or f- just flat out bad. Uh, and the, the probably worst offender of this is the main character herself she has such a weird way of delivering lines that just don't match the tone of really the game in general or like from scene to scene the tones just will they will clash wildly um I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing because I was entertained by it, but also I like given the context of of how the game is, right? Like as as if, if I were telling people about this and how it plays and blah blah blah, it almost feels like one big joke. And so the bad voice acting kind of feels like like intentional in a way. Which okay, you know, what whatever. But I don't know. It really s- sucks because I think that there are some some other interesting choices in here. Like, there are a number of really great things that, like, inform, th- like, things that you know about the characters. Like, for instance, the gunsmith, she has 12 cats. And there's a calendar, I, or I think it's a calendar. It, it's some sort of, like, collectible that you look up, and it's, like... Uh, her talking about all of her cats, and she has 12 cats. The first six cats, she has names for all of them. And then starting with the seventh cat, she just started naming them seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, and on. And, like, that really kind of tells you a lot about the gunsmith. I I feel like. I, I Like, she loves animals so much, but she's, like, also kind of, like, I, I would say, like, overwhelmed by it so she just stops naming the animals right and i just i think that that's like a really cute thing and i I think that the character designs are really good like i love the look of the main character i really fucking love her look um but you take these these characters and you put them in a story that just really doesn't make any sense and it it, it's pulling off in like five or six maybe even seven different directions where there's like there there's the android uprising and and then there's uh like the main character trying to get back her son or even the main character having lost her freedom or like you know the fact that they're working as guns for hire for the police Like, there's so many different, like, threads that it lays out there. And almost all of them go nowhere. And there isn't... There isn't any any real, like, overarching theme either. Like, I'm not sure what this game is trying to say. I I don't know if it was, like, just like a... Like, well, let's just make a really fun game. Like, or a really, like, funny joke game. You, You know what I mean? Um the gameplay isn't awful but it just it really isn't great like the parries work well for the melee but when the game like tries to mix in gunplay and melee with like various enemies hitting on screen it kind of it kind of makes it hard for you to kind of judge what it is that the game wants you to do and what you're supposed to do because there will be like you you can go into arenas where there will be like seven eight nine enemies and some of them are melee some of them are are shooting at you and so like if you go to hide behind cover and and take the shooter route like the people who are meleeing will come up like right behind you or like if you go out and are trying to do the melee stuff you've got the people posted up who are like shooting at you and it i'm not sure in given moments what i'm supposed to be doing because you have these different enemy types but like what's what is it that you are expecting me to do here because I'm getting shot if I go in melee and if I go in and, and shooting everything I'm getting snuck up on and these aren't exactly like the easiest enemies to fucking down it takes a lot for even just like the peons to die um I don't know it's it's fine but like it's nothing to really write home about uh and it gets frustrating in some moments. Um but I don't know, like this game I really I feel like it has absolutely no idea what it wants to be. Uh like it's like do I want to be a third person cover shooter? Do I want to be a fast paced le- melee action game? Um do I want to kind of tackle like large philosophical topics like what it means to be a human or do I just want to be like funny mean culture bullshit, you know? Um, and there are really so many different weird decisions taken that I'm not entirely certain that anybody knew what they were doing. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I do know that all the weird decisions make for a really compelling experience at times, like having the rhythm game to race, to see who can eat more ramen, or I don't know. Even hitting a ser- like a really satisfying parry on a boss that's like fucked me up four or five times, uh, and-, and winning the fight because of that, that can feel really fucking great. Um, but it'll do that, and then it'll tr- it'll transition into some of the most truly baffling cutscenes ever into a video game (laughs) um it is literally nothing if not entertaining um i can't in good faith say that i really enjoyed this game or that anyone should play it uh because it has so many problems but i kind of want more games to have the balls to be as fucking weird as this game is because it is really fucking weird
2: that sounds like a fever dream.
0: It is <laughs> like that's the best way to describe it. Is, is it's a fucking fever
2: dream? All right, well I'm
0: sold. So we'll uh, we'll get that that spoiler cast out eventually. <laughs> uh, but until now, take my word for it. It's a fucking weird game. Um, cool. Well, uh, I think that's it, right? I think that's the it. Picks fellas. of the week, and then and then we get out of here. I think that's it. Cool. All right. Well, my uh, my pick of the week is a video called "Sport." Oh, sorry, I was reading it backwards. Souls Inheritors, Bloodborne versus Sekiro versus Elden Ring. Uh, it is a video by um, Noah Caldwell Gervais. He I think I if I'm not mistaken, he I, I shouted him out on the channel or not on the channel on the um, on the podcast before because he did a video talking about the Dark Souls trilogy and he um, I think it was like a five or six hour long video of him just talking about the three games and kind of did it again here with Bloodborne, Sekiro, and Elden Ring. It's a four-hour and 40-minute video where he r- legitimately just waxes poetic about all three of these games. Um, and he says, I think, really insightful stuff. Uh, like, he goes into how the design... the design, dec- Oh, my God. The design decisions for... Sekiro uh from a gameplay level all the way up is based on the fact that you are playing a named character that you're not just playing as an avatar of something um and how that that decision alone kind of works its way all the way down into how they've decided that they're going to do combat and and things of that nature um it's an excellent fucking video um and i really think that if you can handle uh four hour long fucking videos um that you should give his channel like a chance because he really does a great thing of or a great job of uh just breaking everything down
2: hell yeah dude i'll have to check that shit out uh my pick of the week is and i will preface this first by saying i know that country music is not for everybody it has not been for me since the early 2000s since tim mcgraw killed it don't do it (laughs) i'm doing it uh my pick of the week this week is a song called three tequila floor by a guy Mm. named josiah siska uh, fun fact: I used to go to high school with this guy. He's a pretty cool guy. He was on—I remember—he was on American Idol like straight after high school. I'm pretty sure he was the first one to be eliminated, but the fact he got picked is kind of a feat in and of itself. And his career seems to be doing fucking great. Um, it's really solid shit here, man. Uh, like I said, I don't like most country after like the early 2000s because I think I have a personal opinion that Tim McGraw single-handedly killed the genre. Um, but this is very like early 2000y. like this this feels like country music and and, and I'm down for it.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm completely switching lanes <laughs> on that one. I have a song by an artist named Potato Fries called Level Chip. And this kind of follows the theme of a lot of the music that I recommend. To people, um, this is kind of that arcadey retro wave, outrun type of music, and no lyrics behind it, of course. But it just does a good job at kind of helping you not necessarily disassociate, but kind of just zone out. Like it's good music to do anything to. Um, and this is an artist that has on at, he has fewer than uh, five thousand listeners a month on Spotify. Um, but the song is incredible. I love it. So, again, it's Potato Fries. That's the name of the artist. And the song is The Level Chip.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bop, Hunting pickles, and the Culture Bop family of content. Culture Bop is available on the Instagram at Culture underscore Bop and on YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Pop. I am available on Twitter at the Bebop man 182 on Instagram at Bebop man 182 and on Twitch at the underscore BebopMan. Um, I haven't streamed in the last two weeks because uh, work has been a fucking nightmare, just to say the least. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'll be back at it soon, um, but... Uh, It'll probably won't be until probably the end of the month, unfortunately. So, um, but we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do things. So, uh, Dylan is available on Twitter at omdizzytv, on Instagram at omdizzy, on Twitch at omdizzy, and on YouTube at omdizzy. And then Austin, he's on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Plays, on Twitch at Big Papa Plays, and on TikTok. At Big Papa plays. What what happened to the Big Papa's anime minute? Anime minute. Fair enough. Fair enough. I remember I, I watched the one and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Understood. All right. Well, uh, last but not least, if you're looking to support this show or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking this, uh, as Bop, then go to patreon.com slash culturebop and consider tossing us a pledge. Uh, we've got some cool perks. Uh, we have streamlined uh, tiers, so um, that, is, uh, that is a thing. We're working on ideas for new perks that are, I, I hope, coming soon. Um, and yeah, once we once we get into a, a good spot, we'll uh, we'll be able to start making more content. So, uh, just uh, consider supporting the show there. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. So, uh, yeah any final words die like like the end the end is nigh
1: i don't care however people want to perceive oh. that some can take it as a suggestion oh
0: that mm, don't like that uh all right well that's it that's the end of the show so until next time good bye